This is episode 739 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Today is the definitive Mallorca guide. Let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. We are brought to you today by Athletic Greens, AG1. This magical green powder of 75 pristinely sourced vitamins and minerals supports your gut health, immune function, and it helps with energy, recovery, focus, and even anti-aging. These are a few of the many reasons that AG1 has become a staple part of my routine. First thing, every morning into a cold glass of water. AG1 saves me time and money by taking all the guesswork out of what vitamin stack I should be using to help optimize my health. So you can reclaim your health with convenient daily nutrition. It's easy. One scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link and all the details for this offer are in today's show notes. Roadman, welcome back to another episode of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Walsh. Today, I'm going to dive deep into the wonders of Mallorca. Could this be the ultimate cycling destination? Dun, dun, dun. I'm here with Sarah at the moment. We're doing some cycling, some relaxing. I've been here many times in the past. I think back probably 2009, 2008 on an Irish track team was the first time I've here. And I've fallen in love with the place. By the way, I'm actually recording on a new remote setup that I'm testing out at the moment. So if the audio quality isn't quite up there with the normal top-notch stuff we've been bringing over the last few months, bear with me. This is a setup I'm testing out because I've so many crazy events planned over the course of the summer from Rift in Iceland to the Migration Gravel Race in Kenya, over in Colorado for Leadville and Badlands in September. And the podcast is obviously six, day, six days a week, and I don't want to slip on that commitment. So we've got a new setup with a little Zoom H6 handy recorder, which was the de facto industry standard until everyone started moving away from the cool roadcaster, which I'm using at the moment. But I digress. Let's talk about today's episode. Because in this episode, I want to take a little look at Mallorca, the island's geography, the climate, this intriguing history of professional cycling teams coming here. When is the best time of year to visit? Some of the top-notch routes that you need to explore, where to stay, airport transfers, bike hire, and much, much more. So let's jump in and uncover all the secrets that I've found so far with Mallorca. Well, Mallorca is the largest island in the Balearic Islands, and it's a paradise, honestly, for cyclists from around the world who congregate here. The island's geographical diversity offers an extraordinary cycling experience. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or if you're a professional rider because you have flat plains that hug the coastline and undulating hills and challenging mountainous routes. Mallorca has something, honestly, to captivate every cyclist's heart, and that's why so many people of different levels just fall in love with the place. The climate was my initial pull to the area. You can almost pack nothing but shorts and jersey year-round. I brought shorts, jersey, arm warmers, base layers, gilets, 
honestly, I've worn nothing but a short and shorts and jersey since I got here. And I haven't seen any cyclists wearing anything but that. And I'm recording this now. It's May 8th. This is going out today. So I'm aware you may be listening to this podcast at a different time of the year. So that's just for reference. We have this amazing Mediterranean climate here. And the island provides mild winters and hot summers. I would say the best time to visit is during spring or autumn. That's when temperatures are really ideal. We're looking at 15 to maybe 25 degrees Celsius. That's around, if I throw back to my time racing in the US, I think that's around 60 to 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Also around that time, the island is way less crowded because traffic on some of the really scenic roads, it can be a little bit annoying during those peak summer months. Mallorca's gained a really well-deserved reputation as a haven for cyclotourists. Annually, thousands of cycling tourists are flocking to the island. I think the latest figure is 150,000 cyclotourists coming to the area. And because of that, you have this amazing network effect, which translates and cascades to politeness on the road and a really welcoming demeanor from locals restaurant owners cafe owners they all rely or know somebody that relies on cycling tourism so everyone is so patient with them you know you get that kind of disdain at home and 15 you rock into the coffee shop and you all want to pay for a single shot of americano but all separately they don't mind that at all here because their economy heavily depends on it the thriving cycling culture here, it's led to the emergence of so many cycling clubs and events springing up all over the place. I was riding just yesterday and we got stopped as an event where hundreds of people went past. But there's one event, the kind of jewel in the crown of this Balearic Island, and that is Mallorca 312. It is probably the most prestigious sportif in the world. The Mallorca 312 takes riders on an epic, you guessed it, 312-kilometer journey around the island. And it encompasses breathtaking climbs, winding coastal roads, and picturesque landscapes. There's about 5,000 participants annually from around the world for this event. This event is a true celebration of endurance like fueling probably realistically and camaraderie because i've heard the crack on it's absolutely savage and a couple of years back i had a chance to go to the finish line in alcudia myself and sarah set up on the finish line and we had dinner just across from it around the time when the back markers were coming home and everyone cheered them home and they were celebrated like winners this could just be one of your bucket list events if you haven't ridden it already. I know we had a bunch of clients last week who just finished it, so shout out to all them because it's an absolutely epic achievement. But what makes Mallorca even more fascinating is its historical significance in pro cycling. Over the years, the island's become a favourite training base for many of the world-renowned teams. With the likes of Team Sky and Bradley Wiggins, if you haven't checked out that documentary A Year in Yellow from when Bradley Wiggins won the tour, it's largely set around Mallorca. I think it's still up on YouTube. It's brilliant. But we also see the likes of Movie Star and Quick Step migrating here every year. And they do so because it's optimum training conditions and it has a combination of challenging climbs and smooth coastal routes. One of the aspects of cycling I still love is the ability for me, a mere mortal cyclist, and you, the listener, to share the road with legends. Like, I can't play football with Lionel Messi. I can't share the same pitch with him, share the same ground with him. I've no metric to contrast or compare my times or my skill against Messi's, but I can ride the same climbs as Remco. I can ride them and I can measure myself against his times. Now, I'm going to come off looking pretty good, but regardless, that is a pretty cool feature of cycling, and Mallorca gives us the ability to do that. 
It also boasts a treasure trove of cycling routes. I don't even know where to begin with this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to add all my favorite cycling routes into my Strava profile and make those routes public so you can copy those GPX files if you are coming out here. I'm going to leave a link to my Strava in the body of today's show notes or I'll link it up on my Twitter in the coming days, so keep a look out there. But a few of the highlights, like the Cap Formentor loop. I know it's maybe antiquated or if you've been here a few times you're like fermenter but it's so iconic this loop takes you to the northmost tip of Majorca and it offers awe-inspiring coastal views and a mix of challenging climbs and amazing descents it might just be one of the nicest rides anywhere in the world it's breathtaking the only caveat with it is in the middle of summer traffic can be pretty bad on it and even in springtime I'd advise going early just to avoid that traffic because it kind of spoils it if you get caught between a slow moving car or something when you're trying to rail the descents and have a little bit of fun. The second one I would recommend to check out is the Sierra de Tramontana. This is the mountain range and this is recognized as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. This is a paradise if you like going uphill. Now brace yourself because some of the climbs here are really difficult. We're talking Sacalabra, which myself and Sarah rode two days ago. And what's kind of unique with Sacalabra is you descend it all the way down to this little port town where if you want to stop for a coffee and a Coke, it is the most expensive coffee and a Coke you will have in your entire life. So you stop there and then you let the lactate pool and you let your legs just get completely dead. And then you turn around and you literally start to climb instantly. So you don't take the climb in the first time around because it's not really a climb you do from both sides. The climb is from the port back up. It's breathtaking though. A second one I would definitely recommend in that same mountain range, it's the Col de Solaire. These two legendary climbs, they'll have you pushing your limits, but you will be rewarded when you get to the top with absolutely jaw-dropping scenery. The next one I would recommend for my sort of third and final recommendation, and again, I'll throw these at all on my Strava routes, it's two small towns, Valdemosa and Dea. These picturesque villages, they're nestled in that Tramontania mountain range. And their serene escape, lush scenery, charming stone architecture, they must be checked out. They're just littered with amazing coffee shops and restaurants. And it just feels like you're taking the pace down on life when you're there. They're absolutely amazing. Choosing the perfect place to stay in Mallorca really depends on your cycling preferences. Are you looking to do shorter spins, mountainous spins, or an undulating mix? For me, there's three main places you want to consider staying. Port de Palenza, that's where I'm staying at the moment. I love that. This is the northern part of the island. And there's an absolutely amazing cycling scene here. There's access to popular routes. You're going to have a, you know, your pick of a wide range of accommodation from hotels to vacation rentals. There's bike-friendly amenities, bike shops, and cycling-focused establishments all over the place. It is really the epicenter of cycling, from my mind, in the island of Mallorca. The second two places that are really cool are Solaire or Porta Solaire. These are situated on the western coast of Mallorca. They're charming little towns. They're a little more tranquil setting, but they have breathtaking scenery. They're surrounded by mountains and sea, and they offer like a peaceful escape and convenient access to amazing routes around there. The final option is Palma de Mallorca. If you prefer a bustling city atmosphere with a blend of urban and coastal riding, staying in the capital city is a great choice. Palma de Mallorca offers a historic mix of architecture, amazing nightlife, and a thriving cycling culture. Like Rafa's based there, Cafe de Ciclist is based there, 
And it's a place I've spent quite a bit of time because the velodrome is also based there. You're going to find a crazy amount of accommodation, loads of big bike shops and plenty of dining options. This is a very good choice. When it comes to airport transfer, staying in Palma to Mallorca, it's super easy because that's where the airport's located. Whereas if you're down in Puerto Palenza, you have to get a taxi, which is about €100 Euro all the way down the island. They're pretty easy to get though, so I wouldn't let that put you off. For me, I like the slower pace of life. Puerto Palenza is the winner for me, but Palma de Mallorca is definitely worth spending a day in and checking it out. Bike hire all over the island is super simple. Google search and you're going to find tons of top class rental services. Although I have to say, I've never rent a bike. I always travel with my own bike. Maybe I'm too cheap to pay for that luggage. So what I do is, don't tell Ryanair, what I do is I get my bike bag and then I stuff all my cycling clothes and my casual clothes inside like bin liners, you know, spare plastic bags, put them all in there for padding and I just check a that bag and a carry-on and that does me wherever I go so I always travel with my bike bag with me and I love having my own bike on these sort of trips during your cycling escapades take the opportunity to savor some of Mallorca's culinary delights like the best part of any ride it is the coffee shop we all know that and two of my favorite ever coffee shops are both on the island of Mallorca one of them is called Cellar San Sini and it's in Santa Maria it's an absolutely amazing cake stop some of the best cakes you've ever tasted i was only there yesterday and another brilliant one to check out is in the small town of alaro called cycling planet so shout out to two of those for being the best coffee stops in the game but there's great food to be had in the evenings too like we're talking from fresh seafood dishes to traditional spanish tapas exploring that local cuisine and refueling at these cozy little restaurants and cafes that are you know hidden away that's definitely going to make this a trip you can remember lastly i would say when you come here don't come and be an island you know pardon the pun obviously mallorca is an island but don't be an island embrace that camaraderie with your fellow cyclists because mallorca it has a cycling culture that is really vibrant and welcoming and offers opportunities to connect with like-minded riders. Consider jumping on a local group ride, going to the local bike shop and asking them how you can plug in with them, participating in a local cycling event, or who knows, maybe even hire a guide for a day so you can discover some of these hidden gems that I can't tell you about and share those unforgettable experiences on the island. That's basically a wrap for today's episode, folks. I started at the top to say that I was going to have a definitive guide, but as I started talking, I realized... You know, it's not going to be a definitive guide. It's going to be something that grows. And maybe this is an episode I'll visit again in six months and say, hey, I found a cool new route. I found a cool new coffee shop. So it's maybe the starting point of a conversation rather than the definitive guide. But I hope you've gained some valuable insights into why Mallorca is an extraordinary destination for cyclists. From its diverse geography and favorable climate to its historical significance in the cycling pro peloton, Mallorca is a perfect blend of challenges, scenery, and culinary experiences. Thank you very much, folks, for joining me for this little Mallorca guide today. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes where I'm going to continue to provide you with information and motivation and that roadmap to enhance your health, your happiness, and your longevity. Right, safe for old men, I'm going to be back again tomorrow with another amazing interview episode. Until then. <laughs>